Hello and welcome to the Bible with Megan podcast. My name is Megan and here I talk about the Bible. There are two types of episode in this podcast. The first is where I look at wider themes about the Bible within the Bible, questions about how we should study the Bible and how it relates to our world. The second type of episode are just Bible studies and each week I'll go chronologically through a book of the Bible. The Bible is such a beautiful book and such an incredible gift that we have been given by God and I just hope that in this podcast you will learn to love studying it even more and that it will strengthen your faith. So let's get on with today's episode. We have made it to Laodicea. (laughs) This is the final message that Jesus gives to um, the seven churches, to the church in Laodicea. Um, As I said before, this letter would have been circulated around these churches. This is its final stop. This is the final group of people um, that we learn about who were the original audience for the book of Revelation. And as we've been doing for all the churches, there are six points that are hit on in this message that Jesus gives. So let's just go through those points. Um, The first one is just the name of the church, the angel of the church, Laodicea. So let's have a quick look at um, the city of Laodicea and what it was like. So Laodicea was a very wealthy city. Um, It was known for its temples. It was a banking centre and it had rebuilt itself after several earthquakes. It was very kind of financially independent. There was a medical school there it was known for. Um, It was also known for the making of black wool, uh, which might seem insignificant, but there's a kind of a bit of a link to what Jesus says in that. So it was quite a kind of prosperous place, well-known, well-respected. Something that's really key about this city of Laodicea is it was landlocked and it was kind of equally distanced between the sea and um, some hot springs on the higher ground. And so to get water for the city, it was kind of brought in from the sea and in from these hot springs and mingled together in the city. And so one of the main complaints of people that lived there, although it was a you know very prosperous, well-to-do kind of place, um, was the quality of the water people people moaned about that because it was this sort of kind of mix of this seawater and fresh spring water and it was just a bit grim um, and we'll see in a moment why that is significant and how Jesus kind of speaks into that um, in relation to the church in Laodicea Okay, so that's a little bit of context um, about the city of Laodicea. I'm just going to say I'm sat by a window today, so I'm sorry if you can hear the road noise going past me. It's bank holiday weekend and we live near a very pretty seasidey town, so there's quite a lot of traffic um, going in. But um, yes, what was I saying? Point two, the description of Jesus. Let's read that, shall we? So this is um, verse 14. Jesus describes himself, it says, the words of the Amen, or the Amen, um, which way do you say that? 
I like as a British person I feel a bit torn I feel like there's like you know a bit half and half amen amen I kind of just say whatever comes out in the moment it's a bit like scone and scone like I don't really have a strong opinion on that I just thought it just kind of comes out and that's what it is that day anyway (laughs) the words of the amen or the amen the faithful and the true witness the beginning of God's creation So Jesus calls himself the Amen or the Amen. And I think this is the only place that this title is actually used um, for him in the New Testament. Uh, But Amen, what does that mean? It means I agree. So we say it at the end of prayers because it's like an affirmation of something that is true. So Jesus is saying that he is um, the affirmation of the truth here. The capital Amen, capital letter. And it's also referencing Isaiah, Isaiah 65, verse 16. So I'm just going to flick back there in my Bible and see what that says. So Isaiah 65, verse 16 says, So that he who blesses himself in the land shall bless himself by the God of truth, and he who takes an oath in the land shall swear by the God of truth, because the former troubles are forgotten and are hidden from eyes so it's that it doesn't say amen explicitly but it's that idea of swearing by the god of truth um and that's part of the prophecy about the new heavens and the new earth in the book of isaiah so it's kind of linking that into the kind of wider topic of revelation about that coming into being so in saying this and in a minute jesus says he's also the beginning of god's creation so in saying he's the beginning of the god's creation he's there at at creation when everything is made Um, and the fact that he is the Amen that links to this completion of all things. It's another way of kind of saying he's the Alpha and the Omega that we've gone into before, the beginning and the end. Just another way of articulating that he is, he's God. Um, He is the creator. And in that phrase as well, at the beginning of God's creation, that beginning word is the same word as origin. Um, And so it kind of links us into John 1. The first chapter of the Gospel of John, where Jesus is described as um, the word. Um, And the Greek word for word is logos. And that kind of like, it's it's the same kind of ideas, like this kind of origin, um, this original thing. So all of this is saying that. It's saying, I'm the one, I created all things and I'm finalising all things again. Jesus is making that very clear, that's who he is. Um, and also he's called, he calls himself the faithful and true witness again. And um, we've seen so far, and we will keep seeing throughout this book, that this is one of the most important things, that uh, people who are following Jesus are faithful and are true, um, and are witnesses. <laughs> and of course, in that we are imaging Jesus. He is the ultimate faithful and true witness. Um, and in following him, in that in that way in copying him and imitating him in this way we are ones who overcome who have patient endurance who are conquerors so point three is where jesus commends a church for their good works and last time we were in philadelphia and they had pretty much all good works um ladies is the opposite and they don't have any so let's move straight on to point four which is what he has against this church in Laodicea. so let's read verses 15 through to 17. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say I am rich 
I have prospered and I need nothing, not realising that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind and naked. So what's going on here is really well um, described in a quote from Craig Keener in his um, context commentary that I I will link in the show notes. He says, everything in which Laodicea could have confidence outwardly, its church, which reflected its culture, lacked spiritually. I'm going to read that again. Everything in which Laodicea could have confidence outwardly, its church, which reflected its culture, lacked spiritually. And you can see that in the second half of this, can't you? They're saying they are rich, prosperous, and they don't need anything. But really, spiritually, in the way that is important, in that kind of eternal viewpoint, they are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. And that's Jesus saying that to them. Jesus is highlighting just the, the how far off they are from where he wants them to be. And this is also seen in the first half of that passage I just read about them being lukewarm. And now, if you remember at the beginning where I spoke about the context of the city, I mentioned the fact that uh, the water was something people complained about. It was between the fresh, cold uh, seawater that was really good for drinking. um, And then on the other hand, in these hot springs... This hot water was really valued as well because it was good for washing and bathing in. But lukewarm water, this kind of a mix of both these things, is useless. It's just, it has it has no purpose or value. It's just a complete waste, really. The, the, you know, you, you can't drink it. It's not fresh and cold and drinkable. And it's not hot for 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 the purpose of washing and bathing it's just this kind of weird tepid mix and and this is what jesus is saying he's comparing this church to the water in their city and saying you are like that you just you're just useless you're not you're not doing anything good or just be hot or be cold or i'll spit you out and that is that is graphic isn't it jesus is saying here if you're not if you're not going to follow me if you're just going to pretend that you are followers of me and yet just just completely blend in with your culture i will spit you out it reminds me of that passage where jesus says that people are going to come to him and say lord lord um we did all this stuff in your name and he'll say i never knew you it's an important thing for us to remember there are people that will say they are christians and say with their mouth that they are following Jesus, but really, they're not. They are following the culture around them, and that's what's going on later. See, that's why they're called lukewarm. They are like their lukewarm water. Again, they are the opposite to Philadelphia. Philadelphia, although they were in poverty, they lived in a poor kind of way. They were spiritually rich. But Laodicea are in a rich city, but they are spiritually poor. So let's move on to point five, which is where Jesus gives an instruction to the church. So this is verses 18 through to 20. So let's read those. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire 
so that you may be rich, and white garments, so that you may clothe yourself, and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen, and salve to anoint your eyes, so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him, and he with me. So there's a few things going on here. The instruction that Jesus is giving is um, what they need to do in order to reverse what he said in the last verse about them being, uh, where is it? About them being wretched, pitiable, poor, blind and naked. He's saying, buy from me gold refined by fire that you may be rich. So that's the opposite of poor. And white garments so that you may clothe yourself, the opposite of naked. Um, and solve to anoint your eyes so that you may see the opposite of blind so he's uh, oh and then and then repentance and and uh, zealousness which is the opposite of being wretched and pitiable so he's giving them a way to reverse that and to come back into um the way of living as a disciple um but this it's funny isn't it that phrase buy from me that sounds really strange because grace is a gift that's given um, to us, um, so what what is what's going on there? Well, I think there's there's two things. It's firstly kind of referencing the way Laodicea is. As I said, it was a banking center. It's very financial. Um, so he's saying rather than buying from your culture, buy from me instead. So I think it's it's a slight reference to that, and it's also a reference to Isaiah fifty five verses one to three. So let's go and have a look at those. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labour for that with which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live, and I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David." So this kind of phrasing of, of buy from me, as Jesus is saying buy from me, would would remind the reader, the listener, of that passage that relates to um, God giving an eternal covenant and, and buying things that are not worldly, um, but are heavenly, I suppose. Um, and then you get these things which represent that kind of uh, heavenly... Um, renewing of 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 ourselves when we when we come and we turn to jesus and we're given new life we are renewed we are restored creations new creations um and a few of these images are given here so gold that's refined by fire um so there's that refining process a purifying process and then also the white garments which again represent purity you talked a bit about this in a, a previous episode um and then anointing the eyes again, so heavy with imagery of this purifying um, to come before God. And so Jesus is saying that he wants them to come to him and, and be be purified before him and come into him and, and repent, come into his presence and repent. Because he, then he says, and this is, this is, this just like, oh man, this verse is used so often out of context. So often people say, um, oh, you know, Jesus is at the door of your heart and he's knocking and he wants to come in. And 
that that you know you could say that as a true statement but that's not exactly what this verse is saying so you, you can say that jesus wants to come into someone's heart and you know he's he's working in people's lives to try and bring them to him um that's totally true but this statement what's going on is he's saying that as a church jesus is not in it they're living as this church but jesus is outside and it just shows us the the, the issues that's going on in this church and the, everything he says suddenly just it just makes it so clear they are functioning as a church but jesus isn't even in the church he is outside the church and he's knocking he's saying let me in and they're not but he says to them if you you know do let me in anyone that hears my voice and opens the door i will come into him and eat with him and he with me so he's saying to the people in Laodicea, if you can hear me saying I want to come in, open it, come, repent, follow me, um, come out of this this church where it's not about me and I'm not even in it. I'm not even the centre of the church that he's meant to be, as we've seen in this image of him standing among the lampstands. He's meant to be the centre of the church, but in this church, they've put him outside the door and they're not letting him in. But he offers, he says open the door, repent, let me in, um, and I will eat with you. That image of the, a great banquet and sharing and community and fellowship that we get in the New Testament. So then let's move on to the final point, the promise to um, the conquerors, the one to overcome. This is verse 21. The one who conquers, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne, as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So here he's promising for those who have patient endurance, who conquer, who overcome, um, that they will share with Christ. So him sitting down at um, the right hand of the Father that we see in Hebrews. And this is like the finality of what Jesus has done through the... Um, atonement through his death and his resurrection his ascension he is the king it's finally he's seated um and so he's inviting people who follow him um to be with him in that the ones who are obedient to him um share these this identity and attributes with him so i'm just going to read a bit from a commentary on this passage um this is the tyndale commentary uh tyndale new testament commentaries this is by leon morris the revelation one um the throne signifies royal honour, and a place with Christ is the highest honour conceivable for a Christian. This is emphasised by likening it to the way that Christ is enthroned with the Father. Just as I overcame is important. Christ overcame by the way of the cross, and this set the pattern for his followers. They face grim days, but let them never forget that what seemed Christ's defeat was in fact his victory over the world. They need not fear if they are called upon to suffer. In that way, they too will conquer. And this is a promise I want to be ringing in your ears as we move forward to the rest of the book of Revelation. Followers of Christ will suffer, but we overcome in the same way that Jesus did, by laying down our lives by self-sacrificial love and by truth. Jesus is our example of how to overcome. So that's the messages to the churches. Um, 
I know we spent a while there, but I just think it's so important that we did that. Because now we have a really good profile of the people that this book is written to, and we un- we can kind of see what Jesus is wanting to say to them. Um, the emphasis on overcoming um, is so, so key, and so we need to remember these things as we move on to the rest of the book. And next week, we will we'll be on to the throne room, um, chapter four. We'll be looking at chapter four the throne room of God. I'm so excited about going through this with you. If you're going to listen to that, um, I'm going to recommend you bring your Bible along if you can. Um, Obviously, if you're driving, listen or whatever, don't do that. But we're going to be flicking back. Um, There is so much from the Old Testament in this passage. I'm really, really excited to dive into that with you. So I will see you next time. so so much for joining me for today's podcast if you have five minutes to leave a review of this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on that would be really really helpful and it would help more people like us who might enjoy studying the bible to find the podcast and to join us in our journey if you'd like to support me in making this podcast financially you can use the buy me a coffee link that is in the show notes to just donate a little bit towards making these resources you can also follow me over on instagram at bible with megan or one word where i update everything that's going on and have content on there as well so i really look forward to seeing you next time for the next episode of the bible with megan podcast <laughs>